He Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by the Westcott Rapid Box Switch in association with JP Distribution. Isn't it time you made the switch? Do it today at www.fjwestcott.com backslash switch. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hi, and welcome back to, I'm going to say a special edition of He Shoots, He Draws, because this is kind of an impromptu one that came about from Glenn and myself doing an intro. Now, before we get into it, if you're new to He Shoots, He Draws, thanks for joining us. Uh, The show's about photography and design and business and creativity um so it's myself dave clayton and my co-host glenn hello glenn hello mate (laughs) hello mate um and quite if you've listened to previous episodes you'll know that we travel together we room together we've been best mates for eight years we talk a lot um which is how the podcast came about because we wanted to sort of share some of the things we discussed whether right or wrong our opinion but there are just some things that have resonated and this particular episode was born from doing an intro to an episode that Glynn's just edited. Yeah, this is the, uh, and I don't even know by the time this particular impromptu episode goes out that we would have actually uploaded and got Lenny Terenzi, which is the episode I've just edited. I don't know if that would be out by now, but if it's not or if it is. Yeah, I think we'll put this one out after Lenny so that Lenny's one makes sense. All right. So those of you who've listened to Lenny, uh, you'll know what I'm going to kind of why I'm talking about this now. And those who haven't, stop it now. Go back and listen to Lenny's, and then come back to this one because the the main. Although Lenny is a designer, one thing I kind of say at the start of this episode, uh, sort of that episode, is to say, look, don't switch off, okay? Because he's a designer. If you're not a designer, it doesn't mean that episode is not for you. In no. fact, far from it. Because although he's a designer, you could replace what he is with photographer. Uh, yeah. artist you name it it could be anything because it's all about business and what I, I actually do think it is the most honest episode we've ever had when we've interviewed somebody and I think it's probably the best business episode we've ever had because what this is that others haven't had quite so much is absolutely 100% you know everything out there honesty because yeah. Lenny talks about mistakes he's made money he's lost and it is absolutely enlightening um, and some people might say oh you know he shouldn't be that honest I beg to differ I think there needs to be more honesty in this particular world and don't get me wrong I'm, I'm all for positive mental attitude I've got all the books and all that kind of stuff um, but I, I put in all that kind of fake it till you make it kind of attitude aside which is important I still think you need to couple that with honesty otherwise the world uh, looks more like Facebook, where everything is perfect. You know, the people yeah. that you follow on Facebook, my God, every photo shoot they have just kills it. They just do a great job. Every day they have is just exciting. Life isn't like that. And it's not negative to say that. Do you know what I mean? No, to, not, to, at to, all, you, not at all. This, if you want to say this is a negative to bring this up, it's actually a positive because it's enlightening for people to realize, phew, it's not just me that has this happen to us. So I actually do think yeah. honesty is massively important. Yeah. And that goes back to the thing of people say, don't, uh, was it don't wash your laundry? Oh, don't air your dirty laundry in public and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And and this this is where the world has changed. If we think back, let's go 20, let's go back 25 years to when you and I were 10. 
And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you had a problem, it kind of went one or two ways. You sat and stewed in your own juice and didn't find, look for help, or you go down the pub and talk to your mate. Mm. Whereas now we've got social media, and what Lenny did was he actually opened up his heart to, on social media to a bunch of people who don't know him and to a bunch of people that do know him. And, th- and this was and a blog, right? This wasn't on this Facebook, was a this blog. was a blog, right? No, this is uh, on a blog uh, platform called Medium. And what you wanted to do was get the message out, which is what we're saying is sometimes life doesn't always work out on the path that you're on. It doesn't mean it's killing what you're doing. It just means you hit a blip, you hit a bump in the road. How am I going to deal with this? Mm. It's understanding there's a bump there and, and knowing that it's there yeah. and then moving on. And the danger is with social media now, as we've seen, is people can go on and say the nicest, sweetest things and be really open. And there will always be people who will find something and attack it. And, yeah. you know, Lenny's quite honest about finances and how he runs his business. And he could have been attacked for that, mm. which isn't helpful, which is where social media comes into it. And that, that whole thing of, do we live the perfect life? And, um, and I mentioned it, previously that that, that sketch some guys in the pub and they're all looking miserable and before they leave they say oh let's just put something on facebook and they'll pretend they're happy Mm. because they want the world to think they're having the best time ever and then they'll walk out of the pub miserable and and we are we can do that we're we're all guilty of putting things on social media to make it look like hey isn't my life awesome yeah i've got to try and find the link for this because i'd love to get this into the show notes but yeah there was and i may have mentioned this in a previous episode i can't i can't remember now because we are really pushing on with the episodes here but there was a a video i saw on youtube that also appeared on facebook and it was to do with this social media thing and and kind of like the fakeness to try and make it look like life was rosy and all this kind of stuff and it was like for example the the video showed uh some guy driving along in his car just driving along Mm. looking really miserable he pulls the car over to the side of the road and there's like a little mound of grass and what have you he gets out the car he takes his bike off the bike rack and puts it on the grass. And out of the boot, he gets his cycle helmet, and he puts it on. And he takes a selfie with this helmet on and the bike in the background and whatever. And goes, there you go, a quick 25-mile ride this morning, feeling good. So that was one example. Completely fake, but to to put out onto Facebook or whatever to make it look like that was happening. And there was another woman who, uh, there was a woman, sorry, rather, that kind of like, she posted a picture of herself on her on lying with her head on a pillow in bed, you know, in beautiful crisp white mm. bed sheets, taking a quick picture, and she looks amazing. Uh, and there's, you know, you can just see the back of her partner just, you know, to the side of her. And the, the comments underneath it says something like, oh, lovely morning, you know, waking up on a bright sunny day with my beloved, you know, my life partner next to me. Yeah. That kind of thing. But then it shows what really happened. She's woken up looking like she's been dragged through a hedge backwards. She runs to the to the bathroom, washes yeah. her hair, <laughs> face, puts some makeup on, and then slowly dives into bed and then takes this picture. Do you know what I mean? So, so... It, the things aren't honest, but I, I guess I'm trying to bring a bit of a segue into this, Dave, because really, yeah. although we're not we're not here to talk about honesty, the yeah. thing we ultimately we wanted to talk about was friendship. Friendship okay. and relationships, friendship. yeah. Uh, and I'll kind of just, as I'm in the flow at the moment, I'll kind of just Go say that <laughs> my, my thing with me when it comes to friendships is friends, friends are incredibly important to me because they keep me grounded okay and and i i ultimately you are that person for me because we all have friends or associates everyone's called a friend now aren't they on social media but 
you are, I would say, you are my best friend. And we've only known each other now. It's not, at the time of recording this, it's not even eight years. It's coming up to yeah. eight years. Uh, so we'll have to go out for a pizza to celebrate or something like we'll that. We'll be in LA, mate. Oh, we'll be in LA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, isn't life amazing? Um, I know. <laughs> Look at <laughs> what I'm saying is, I, I, um, my, my upbringing and things that have happened to me in life have made me very much a, uh, to coin a phrase, a black and white kind of person. So if somebody does wrong by me, I'm the kind of person, my mentality is it kicks in and says, right, they've done wrong by me, bang, that's it. They're gone. They're history. Not interested. And quite rightly, I suppose, my wife, Anne, will then be kind of supporting me, saying, yeah, you're right to do that. Um, you look after yourself. You know, you don't need people like that in your life, blah, 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 blah. And that's what a partner would do, okay? However, you as my best friend, although we do have that emotional connection and all this kind of relationship, you're able to step outside of that and say, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's a bit out of order, Glenn. But have you thought of this? So you kind of bring that grey area into me. You are, you are, you're not a social media friend. You're a real friend. And what I'm thinking about, another thing that when I was doing the bodybuilder, I remember Sean O'Reilly, who was a great friend and trained me, he would always say to me that you know he would never allow me to go on stage if I wasn't completely ready. Whereas other people go, you look amazing, all this kind of stuff. He would, they would just let you go on stage no matter what. But if he saw that something about me that wasn't quite right, he'd hold me back. Yeah. And and that for me is a huge value in friendship. And that's why, you know, we have, we're both lucky. We've got a large scope of friends in the community that we're in. Um, we met by chance. We, we, we just instantly clicked as, as mates. And, you know, and we've, we've done a lot over those eight years and it's given me the opportunity to get to know you. And equally, you, you kind of know me and, you, you you can be honest with me as well, which is good. And I think we, you know, we're lucky that we've got that relationship because I know at one point you, and I know you've had this in your life, which we will talk about, is you've had a really close friend who, t- and it turned sour, like like really bad, um, because people value friendship in different ways. Now, my, you know, I've got a different upbringing to you. We do come from different, kind of different backgrounds. Um, and one of the things that, that I've always had in me and I think it's probably to do more with early on in life I was a little fat chubby ginger kid <laughs> so you kind of have to use your personality to get stop being beaten up mm. um <laughs> so I've always had good humor and uh, you know my parents have always instilled that in me because I come from a large family families are the worst you know mm. that's why with your friends it's good to stay on course but we can sometimes uh go down a path of if no one's there to snap you out of it if no one's there to say well you know hey glenn have you thought of it this way mm. you can quickly go into a real head state of um and i, and I want to mention this because i want to give credit to a friend of mine i always relay this story his name's dave thomas and he does the the fanzine that for qpr that i i do graphics for and he he writes little plays and uh, and I'm, I'm crediting him this because i don't want anyone to take it but you know that thing where you've got even your best friend, something might happen and it could just be, oh, I've not heard from so-and-so. And it turns out the other person's, what? Well, it's their turn to call me. I'm not going to call them. It's their turn to call me. And then that goes on for a year and it's you don't talk to each other. So he wrote this sketch about his two next door neighbours uh, in adjacent houses. And the wife says to the guy, can you go and cut the grass? He says, oh, I don't think I've got lawnmower. I think that Jeff next door's got it. And she's like, well, why don't you go and get it? And he says, oh actually why should I go and get it why hasn't he returned it 
do you know what? I, I bet I know why he hasn't returned. It's because I didn't invite him to that barbecue. Do you remember? And she's like, oh, yeah, but it's that. He's like, oh, who does he think he is? So the, the this little mini short story is the journey from this guy's front door to his next door neighbor's front door. And in that time, in his head, he's like, yeah, I remember that time he parked outside the house and blocked my drive. He's really selfish, is Jeff. I bet that's why he's... And he goes through this whole routine and the sketch ends when he goes and knocks on the door and his next-door neighbour opens the door. He just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> because they're next-door neighbours, they're friends, they lend each other stuff, but because of a poor communication or something, we get things into our head and we can sometimes go down a rabbit hole of assumptions. And we know what assumptions do. And it's important to talk. It's important to stop and talk and ask what's the problem or identify the problem. So as uh, Bob Bob Hoskins used to say, it's good to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's, you know, I, there are days where it's frustrating for me to see you aggrieved or annoyed by something. And sometimes you're absolutely bang on. You know, you're on the money and it's right and, and, and I wouldn't push you into a corner. And there are other days I know we've had to sit down and go, okay, just look at the bigger picture. Just step outside yeah. of the problem and look at the other things involved. Like you falling out with this with a particular person might actually have uh, far-reaching consequences mm -hmm. because it could be that it's part of an association or it's part of a friendship group or it's even family. Mm. Um, I, I, guess, some... I guess it's all because I do have that kind of black and white side to me, uh, but it's great that you're able to bring that grey side. And don't get me wrong, I mean, we, we help each other with certain things yeah, because, yeah. you know, there's been instances when you've had something and you've kind of forwarded it to me saying, what do you think of this? I can't believe that. So we kind of both do it, do you know what I mean? Which, yeah. which is great. But I guess a lot of it, and that story kind of alludes to it as well, is how we can misunderstand or misinterpret the signals or what somebody's saying. Uh, and, and I guess a, a perfect example of that, and we kind of touched on this briefly before we started recording, was, and I'm going to use, because I know you, meant, you want to talk about this, use Photoshop World or events such as Photoshop World. In fact, it could be any yeah. event that yeah. people like me, yourself, or the people that do presentations for companies. It might be that one year you don't get invited back. Yeah. Now, the one thing we kind of talked about was is try not to take that too personal. Because although you have a friendship, a relationship with that company, it is still business at the end of the day. Yep. Now, it might be that they feel that they've used you many, many times before. And business, good business, would suggest, hey, look, come on, we need to kind of change this around, rotate it just a little bit, because there are some other faces out there to bring new people in that they follow. We need to have those on stage as well. But I think it could be very easy. And we've seen this, and maybe we've both oh, yeah. experienced this as well is that if you're not invited back, you think, well, what have I done wrong? Just like that guy who didn't get his lawnmower back. Well, what have I done wrong? I bet it's because yeah. of this, this, and this. So many times you can be wrong. So I kind of like think that when it comes to something like Photoshop World, we always say at the end of that event, I mean, we're incredibly privileged to be able to present, you know, travel to America and do all this kind of stuff. And But if we didn't get invited back, we'd have to kind of step out and go, that's a business decision. It's not a personal yes. decision. It's a good business decision. Now, Obviously, you can do that so long as you're not totally aware that there has been an issue that would make you think, ah, 
yeah, that's a signal there. That's a sign that there really yeah, yeah. is a problem. But if you can't think of that, you've got to realise that they do need to rotate it. It's like you wouldn't, it's like, it's kind of like if you're a photographer, you shouldn't and wouldn't want to keep photographing the same person again and again and again and again. Yeah. Now, if you do that and you don't, you start to use another model, there's the potential there that the model you've used for the last six months or a year or whatever could get a bit arsy. You can think, well, what have I done wrong? It's nothing personal. I need to have no. something different in my portfolio. Do you know what I mean? So there is that thing about misinterpreting a no. A no doesn't necessarily mean no. A no can mean something as simple as not yet or the time isn't right just yet. So when yes. you get a no, it doesn't mean the door's shutting necessarily. Yeah. And it and that's the thing. It doesn't have to be a global no. Mm. It's it, with that thing with, with friends and business is, you know, it's very easy for, you know, you could, you could contact me every other day going dave could you just do this for me dave could you just do this for me dave could be and that that could turn into abusing a friendship in the same way i could do the same to you so knowing that uh the friendship and the business side is you have to get to know each other as friends and get to know each other as a business Mm. and you know and talking about like adobe max kelby one is you develop relationships and and it was a word uh, that came that comes up it's always the hardest one for me is You've got friends, business, and family, mm-hmm. uh, or even community. And family is the tricky one because families are, can often cause the, the, the biggest problems. Where I think with friends and business, you get that, like you mentioned before, conditional and unconditional. Mm-hmm. It's we have an unconditional friendship yep. in that whatever an issue may be, we can accept, um, we might not agree with it there's more to our friendship than that one thing and we'll face it head on exactly and that could be money um which is sometimes in fact yeah seeing as you mentioned money mate that is something that we always get sorted out straight away because at the end of it the root of all evil the root of most issues if you trace them back a lot of times it can come down to money Uh, and that's why with one thing i've always done i know when we started doing stuff together because obviously i've got my business you've got yours you've got the design skill which i also it's great that we've got that kind of shared um skill base that we can help each other out um but whenever i would ask you to to do something you're you're the kind of person like me that you just want to yeah i'll do that for you mate no worries but i would always stop and say let me know how much and and you you were always kind of like just brushing off that and go dave Let's get the money sorted. Let's talk about that now because that's the dirty part. Right, how much do you want? Right, we'll do that sorted. Agreed. Right, now that's done. Let's talk about the good stuff. But you, yeah. you can't because if you leave the money stuff festering, you see this all too often, it can start, it can get messy. Even if you think you're in a really, really good relationship with somebody, the money can ruin it. And I guess that's kind of leading into that thing that I had with that friend that I'd known for a, a good few years when it all went incredibly sour. And and I was there to see that, and and we have seen it where money. Um, I've had a lot of stories, particularly in the design and photography industry. You know how many times have you taken a job on without agreeing the money, and then for whatever reason, people try and wriggle out of it, and then you go, "Well, surely you had a contract." No, it was kind of a verbal agreement. Okay, well, when you go in, you've got to be really honest. Sit down and go, "Okay, we're we're entering into a transaction." Um, th- this is how it's going to go. It's like having a prenuptial agreement with each other, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is. And you have to keep it separate because, God, how many friendships have we seen in this industry actually deteriorate through lack of communication yeah. or money? In fact, it's those two things, isn't it? It's communication 
and money. But it's probably, when we think about it, it's not communicating about the money that is causing yeah. causing the issue. My my thing was that the the for those folks who don't know, and I guess that's going to be quite a lot of people because we didn't really talk about it openly, um, was that I'd had a friend who I'd known for a good few years who started to come along wanting to learn the photography kind of business and and how to take pictures. Um, and this guy would come along with me to certain shoots and what have you. Um, but he then started doing his own stuff, very, very quickly started doing his own stuff and was posting stuff online, as you do, sharing it to try and get the word out. But his language was very, very choice, shall we say. Yeah. There course. were a few F, yeah, very coarse, a few F bombs and stuff like that. And I had somebody uh, in America, very, very well known, you know, who's a friend of ours, contact me saying, look, who, who is this guy? Completely out of the blue, this guy contacted me and said, who is this guy X that I see mm. that you're kind of, he mentions you and I see you with him in pictures sometimes. Uh, he says, because the language he uses concerns me and mm. with the power of association, if you don't challenge it or at least don't distance yourself from it, people will assume that that's what you also think and feel and how, you're, yeah. you, know, how you react, the, you know, the power of association. Um, so because of that, and bear in mind, my business is incredibly important because it's not just fun, it's also life and future and all this kind of stuff. Um, I had to distance myself from this particular person. And before you know it, they've started posting all kinds of horrendous stuff online. I mean, really horrendous stuff online. But not only that, they attacked my business directly because I had a uh, potential contact with Photographing for Dragon's Den with the BBC and the agent from the BBC had seen my stuff, and it just so happened at the time my portfolio, my main one, was on 500px. And yeah. they contacted me saying, what does it mean when you've got a negative rating? And I'm like, well, I haven't got a negative rating on there. Well, no, you have. You're minus, for example, minus 1,000. And that was yeah. that was like, what? So I came home, uh, spoke to my wife about it, um, and then before I know it, she's on the phone to some kind of um, social media guru brief a barrister yeah. type person in America who's given her advice on it on the phone. Uh, the next day, I speak to the agent again and I look at the the 500px and it's gone down even more. So we're talking minus many thousands, which is just yeah. horrendous, which is wrong. So I then contact 500px and I look at it and, and I can sit like I'm looking at you now on the screen, the guy from 500px, who's, we're having a video conversation. And I said to him, this is what's happened. It's potentially damaging my business. Well, it, it is potentially you know, damaging my business. Yeah. This is what I think is happening. And my gut instinct is usually pretty damn good. I said, I think that this person, X, who is also a member of your site, has done something. So he got all the details off me. And while we're kind of like looking at each other on screen, he says, well, just give me a moment. I'll have a quick check. And I kind of lean back in my chair and I can see him tapping away on the screen. And all of a sudden, he kind of comes back, leans back from his table, uh, from his computer, puts his hands on his head and you can see him going, oh my God. And I'm like leaning forward, what? Well, what have you found? He says, well, first off, you're dead right. It is person X that has been doing yeah. something. He says, but he's not just done something. He's set up, I can see now, tracing it through. He has set up 24 fake accounts on 500px and yeah. put negative ratings on every single one of your pictures. I was like, whoa, now that's premeditated. That is That takes considerable amount of time and is very damaging. So they then were, they, they kicked into action. 
and they provided all kinds of documentation evidencing the fact that that had mm-hmm. happened and they sent all that through which was fantastic so then there was that then there was lots of other stuff going on online and the great thing about friendship and i, I, I kind of use that friend, that term loosely because it's social media association on social media yes yeah. and relationships that you build is although person x had blocked me they kind of didn't quite comprehend the how far reaching you can be on social media and this is when the the social media you know pals really came you know came through came strong yeah, it yeah came strong they were sending me stuff they were sending me screen grabs that this guy had been posting and i ended up with a, such a huge file i then had to go to the police and report it because it was uh, like a harassment thing and he ended up getting dealt with for harassment now long story short is the people he worked with the organization he worked with at the time took this incredibly serious and they were actually looking at uh, taking off his pension, his pension he'd paid into all for almost 30 years. They were looking at taking their contributions out of that. So he'd have ended up with nothing. Now, obviously, wow. I, and that, what they needed for me then was to go to court and stuff. And, and I said, no, he stopped doing it. That's all I ever wanted. It yeah. ends now because me doing that would have affected his wife, who I knew, and his daughter as well. And that, that just mm. wouldn't have been wrong. All I wanted was him to stop. But it just goes to show, and, and the reason, I don't even think I've mentioned this yet, the reason it all turned sour was not just because I distanced it, because he ultimately in his head wanted me to employ him when he finished in his f- current full-time employment. And because that wasn't going to happen, this is how it turned. So ultimately, I guess that's about money. Um, yeah. But just goes to show how... You can misinterpret not, things, yeah. communication. Money and not... Yeah, because maybe maybe we should have had that conversation, not me and you, but me and him should have had that conversation while we were friends to say, look, I, I won't be employing you, and that would have maybe helped that. So partly, this could be my fault, but ultimately the way it went long-term was completely out of order. But relationships, friends, if you want to call them that, came through, looked after me, sent me all this stuff through, and that really helped to get the matter resolved. Yeah, and I know I remember a few years ago we went on a photo walk in Brighton and uh, it was probably about halfway through through our friendship and I remember we were walking back to the car in the rain and we were going, do you know what, man, we should work together. Um, I'll quit my job. We'll go into business together. We, I can do this and you can do that. And and we were on a high. Oh, we massive, were like yeah. massive high. And then like we got home and we were buzzing about things. But obviously, you know, you've, you work for yourself and I've had a full-time job and I've got a family. And so commitments come into it. And remind me to talk about the commitments thing. Um, now, four years on, I think it's probably four years on, even five years on from that photo walk, we don't work together. Mm. We work with each other and we work collectively sometimes. And we work, you know, like you say, I... I work for you sometimes and you do things for me, even if it's just maybe like I don't need you as a photographer, but you write books and I get to design your covers. So we have a really good friendly working relationship Mm. because we understood each other's commitments. I never wanted a working relationship to ever be that I was working for you or you had the pressure of, you know, Christ, you know, Dave's got four kids I've got, I can't let him down. I can't let him know this. And so understanding other people's commitments for me is another good thing about getting to know them is don't just take it face value. Don't just go, oh, this guy's, this guy's doing well. He must have a load of money. Mm. Therefore, I I wonder how I can get a piece of that action. I'll pretend to be his friend. The thing I try and do with a lot of people is find out who they are, what their circumstances are, their family, and understand the commitments that they have in their life 
that make that will make them make the decisions that they do. And Lenny, for instance, his daughter's been in a wheelchair since birth. Lenny from you know from from Bella's eighteen now, I think. For eighteen years he's I've just realised who Lenny is. He was he <laughs> yeah. was at Photoshop World. Yeah, that's oh. Bella, his daughter. Oh right now I know who he I never got to speak to him, but I remember seeing him. Yeah. Oh cool. So, oh, sorry. So Lenny, Len, <laughs> Lenny's had Bella in his life and he, you know, he's been through a divorce as well from, from Bella's mother, uh, but he's remarried. He's got a great business. You know, say he's talking about his business. He's got his relationship and a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know about Bella um, and not that Bella is by any means a hindrance or a problem. Mm. It's just a circumstance in life they've had to deal with that they've both done magnificent. I mean, they are truly inspirational. They made me, they made me cry at Creative South, which is just to quickly condense the story. I met Lenny at Creative South. Him and Bella are on stage. She's leaving school. She wants to become a photographer. She's not going to go to university. She's made a decision that I know what I want to do. I want to start working. As soon as they came off stage, I went straight to Lenny and I said, guys, I belong to an association. I think I can help you. I want to help you. If you're willing to, to take this, I want to offer it to you. And Lenny talks about in the episode, he ended up being invited to Photoshop World Bella. We got her a Kelby One membership and she's going through a process at the moment of a year of my, like my first year of learning. And... Lenny travelled down with her. He made sure she got to all the classes. They paired. They 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 broke up, and he did classes for her, and she did classes because he really wants her to succeed. Mm. Now, seeing let what Lenny does, when I first met him, I didn't know this about Bella. I just took it face value. He's a designer. He works for himself. He turns out merchandise. He must be doing all right for himself. But you really have to get to know people's commitments mm. and relationships yeah, definitely. with other people because it's very quick. We've seen it. You can fall out with someone and this goes back to the power of friendships. You can fall out with someone and have a disagreement. It's a bit like a messy divorce. Yeah. You know, you sometimes lose friends in a divorce and because people will take sides and people will hear one side of a story. And if you don't come out and, and have that honesty and go to someone and go hands up, look, I'm really sorry I was a dick. I said something that was misinterpreted. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Can I just explain why I said what I said or why I did what I did? And can we find a reset button and and kind of get back on track? Because it's such a, this industry is closing in on itself. And that's a good thing because now with social media, we can all communicate more freely you know last night i was sat chatting to alan hess who's eight hours behind he's in san diego we just had a catch up about a book but the industry's closing in and when it closes in it becomes condensed which means there's a lot more people in a smaller space talking about more things yeah and chinese whispers and all that kind of thing misinterpreted you can have a conversation with someone they could even ask for your opinion and and you're like, do you want my opinion? Do you want my honest <laughs> opinion? Yes, I do. Okay. No, they don't. Here's what, <laughs> no, here's what I think. And then people can get offended very quickly. It's like, well, hang on, you asked for my opinion. So it's, it, again, honesty isn't always the best policy, but there is a way of being honest without being brutal. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember when you mentioned about me and you talking when we were in Brighton and all kind of like really pumped saying we should work together. It, you know, us not doing that directly uh, as a one unit is the right thing. 
you know what I mean? Because we yeah. are separate units and look what's happened to you over the last few years and myself, you know, so things have gone, I would say how we wanted them to, you know, the fact that we probably didn't. Better. Probably better, actually. Yeah, probably yeah. right. But I, it made me think of, it probably happened to me a couple of times, but I remember the one particular time there was a guy that I started to do some stuff with. I started to build a bit of a relationship with this guy photography-wise and we kind of helped each other out. We did a couple of shoots. I seemed like a walking disaster here, didn't I? But I remember this one particular guy, we did a, we did quite a, we did a really great weekend um, up north, up north of England. And I thought it was all good. It was like, really looking forward to seeing you again, mate. We'll organise another shoot. And then one thing happened that made me go, oh, oh God, uh-oh, <laughs> it's been misinterpreted. What's going on here? Because I was in my car, just about to drive away, saying to And as I said to he said, a safe journey, mate. I said, yeah, cheers for that. He says, because, he says, you're my future. And I was like, hey? He says, you're, you're my future. And I drove away. And I'll tell you what, mate, I, I was panicking. I was like, I think you oh rang my me. God. I think I did <laughs> I think ring you, thinking, you oh my <laughs> God. And I've had that. I don't know if it's, but I, I seem to have sometimes people will kind of latch on. And I think sometimes, like you said, again, it goes back to this misinterpreting with generosity is kind of yeah. seen as, you know, I want you to be more involved with me. Do you know what I mean? And do stuff. And this guy, again, this, this particular guy, clearly thought that me doing stuff with him meant there was going to be more of that and we joined forces together and then everything would be rosy and we'd go off skipping down the yellow bit road together with a big business. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it, really, it really freaked me out. And even to the point that when, I think that actually happened, that would have happened before me and you had the chat in uh, Brighton. It would have happened before then. I it was think around because, time, because I remember, yeah. because obviously Anne being my wife, she was very, very protective, very cautious. And uh, obviously our relationship was still quite, quite young then. Uh, and yeah. I mentioned to Anne about me and you looking at working together, and she was like, "Oh, what? Right? Does what does that mean then? Do you know what I mean? Because she was she's remembering the fact that before we've even talked about this, there's been a couple of yeah, people yeah. who've latched on and seem to be talking about our business as opposed to I'm doing stuff with Glyn. It's like we did this, and our business like whoa, 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 whoa. So understandably, she was nervous. So yeah, yeah and I always joke, I. J- Whenever we're together and we're doing something, every once in a while, I would just go to Glenn. <laughs> hey, be easy. Take it easy, mate. You're my future. <laughs> because it always reminds us of that situation. And yeah. you know what? This, I've, got, I've got this written down because I think this is the perfect time to mention it. We've got an episode coming up, uh, probably going to be November, I would imagine now, with a friend of Glyn's. Now, Glyn, it, it, to be transparent about it, Glyn has actually conducted the interview, but unfortunately the audio wasn't brilliant. So what he decided to do was they're going to actually do the interview again and go through it. And one of the things this guy said was, and I think this is where you and I come into it, is when this when Nathan meets people, they've got a full tank of fuel. They're the best person in the world in front of them right there and then. And I know I'm guilty of it. It's uh, because... You take it on face value. You see what you see first. You make a judgment call. And for the most, I think we've we've had a few wrong uns along the way, but I'm sure people think we're wrong uns as well. <laughs> but you start with a full tank of fuel, and it's up to you to empty that with me. Um, and that's my personal thing. That's like you say, you're black and white. I'm probably got more grey mostly on my head. <laughs> I'm on beard. Um, Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone starts with a full tank of fuel. And you now have to deplete that. And there's a point, there, there is a marker for me where I start thinking that the car's going to break down. And if we don't refill it, that's it. We're going to run out of petrol. I'm going to leave you by the roadside and I'm going to move on. 
and 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 I thought it was really interesting how Nathan looked at that because he obviously had health health issues yeah, to yeah. go with it yeah, massively. Yeah. And and I think you and I, I think that's one of the strengths. I'm not just blowing out a trumpet here. I think that's a thing that's helped us is we've been sharing. Uh, we've we've got involved in things where perhaps a lot of people would kind of step back because it's a risk. And and we found ourselves, you know, teaching together, writing together, becoming authors together. We've experienced a lot of things. We've had to put a lot of damn hard work in to get into that point. Mm-hmm. And I would, I think, for the most part, probably as high as eighty-five and ninety ninety percent of our relationships are still on a healthy, oh, totally good tank of petrol. But, but they are what friendship is, and it goes back to what you mentioned earlier on: is they're unconditional. These are, yeah. you know, th- these aren't the friendships that we have, and we do share friends, very good friends between us, don't we? Do you know what I mean? People mm. like Alan Hess, people like Aaron Blaze, that we can go months without seeing, but when we do see them, it's like we saw them yesterday. They are genuinely yeah. good friends, and I and I say, you know, all of us, we we take a bullet for each other. Do you know what I mean? If if one yeah, of, yeah. one of them called to say they were in dire straits, we would find the way to get the funds to fly over to help them. That That's what friendship's all about, completely unconditional. Yeah. Um, and, and a good exercise for this, and you and I, have, I'm just doing mine at the moment because it's my first one and I know you've done it. If you want to work out, sit down, take a quiet hour to, hour to yourself, make a cup of tea, and get a piece of paper, and then just write down your acknowledgements for the first book you're going to write yeah. and who you'd include. And sit and think in order, okay, who... Who do I want to thank? Who do I want to include? Who do I want to... And and I've noticed with mine, there's a natural order. You know, there's obviously you, family. As you start to go down, you start to think of some friends that maybe you haven't seen in some time. But that's not because the friendships deteriorate. It's just because circumstances have got in the way. Life's good. We've had kids, moved on. It it just becomes... uh, Okay, who do I value? Who, Who would I should i pick the phone up to and say hello and you you actually start to kind of make a list is all right these people i may not speak to again for another five years these people might actually go by the fall by the wayside they might be ex-work colleagues you leave work and go yeah yeah we'll keep in touch and you find over time you don't fall out you just lose touch Mm -hmm. and occasionally someone will pop up on your social media and think oh crikey i haven't heard I forgot all about them and you send him a little message hello mate how you doing hope things are good good to see you uh, no real reason just wanted to say hello yeah just those little things can reignite a friendship and possibly an opportunity possibly a business opportunity and i think we've both been lucky enough that we've had that we've found a good balance with that and go, go, going back to uh nathan that you mentioned my friend nathan black who i've known now i was 47 the other day so i've known nathan probably about Forty years, forty-two years, something like that. We, we, as kids, he was always the kid who was in the year above me at school, and everybody wanted to be Nathan because he was, he was good-looking, he was muscly, he had all the girls after him, he was tough. Do you know what I mean? Everyone wants to be Nathan, but yeah, he's had some horrendous health issues. But thankfully, he's coming through it. But going by what you said, how Nathan always views people the first time he meets them with a full tank of fuel—they're the best person he's ever known in their life—and then. The only thing that changes then, his attitude towards them, is if they do something that takes the fuel out of the tank. Now, and this is all something that's come about because of his uh, experiences over the last few years with being a renal patient, having failed kidney transplants, and so on and so forth. But another thing that he, he kind of said to me was that 
the reason he does this is because he's trying to keep that positivity in his life. Why why does somebody have to earn their friendship? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why do they have to start off at zero and do stuff for him to kind of feel like, hey, they're a good person? He said that's just a negative way of approaching it. He said it makes him feel much better if he views them as the best person. And then if mm. things happen and what have you uh, that take the fuel out of the tank, then so be it. He said, but it's wrong of me to expect them to impress me to to me, make me think better of them. I think that's a yeah, really good way of looking at it. Because we've got a fuel tank, you know. Yeah. And when people meet us, it's... It, you, I, the good thing is, I think, when you go into a, a business like we're in, it, just from meeting someone the first time, you you can tell in an instant whether you're not whether you're going to get on or not. It's not a bad thing. But when you look at the group of friends we've got, if they've been kind of accidental friends. You know, Aaron just came about. We sat by a pool at Photoshop World and we got chatting to uh, his then partner. And Aaron came along and and an instant friendship was, was struck there. I met Alan in an elevator in my first Photoshop World. Mm. And I was actually a little bit starstruck with it. I was like, oh, it's Alan S. He's doing the pre-con <laughs> and that I'm doing. And oh God. Yeah. And you look down and, and from that little spark, from that little bit of humour, which I, uh, and humour is a big thing for me as well, is is, is that good-natured uh, personality. But, you know, that that relationship, you and I, just through me emailing Scott after Photoshop World and saying, can we meet in London? It's you're going to come across these friends accidentally and you, and they'll be lifelong friends or they'll be short-term friends. But uh, I, I've always found that probably 99% of my friends have, we share a sense of humour. We, we were able to laugh and joke about our own misfortune, which I think, yeah, like yesterday, you know, we, we spoke last night uh, yesterday evening, and you were you were a little bit down about something. Yeah, well, and, yeah, and yeah, and being transparent, it was to do with uh, the the dog that we've rescued. Um, at the time of recording this, there are challenges, and it's way more than people would say. Oh, you're bound to have that if it's a rescue. Yeah, and I could tell you were down. I I said to you, I, I we were messaging each other yesterday about a couple of other things, and and I could tell mm. Glyn was down about something, and then by the time we spoke sure as i can tell when he's stifling a yawn when we i wasn't there i wasn't <laughs> no you weren't there but it's always funny okay you're stifling a yawn <laughs> is he told me what it was and and i said yeah i could tell something was bothering you um but within what 10 minutes you were i'd you cry well yeah because you showed me that picture which we can't talk about and it was just yeah, yeah. i was, but it was i had just... to change my t-shirt i was i was sweating from laughing <laughs> and all the veins came up on my head i looked like a klingon you know what i mean it was just <laughs> Oh yeah, crying, and I said, "Did you send it to Alan Hess, by the way?" No, not yet. Oh, right. <laughs> but, but the but the thing was, is sometimes uh, he, there's a, there's a time and a place for humour and 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 the right kind of humour. But quite often, I find humour or a common subject, mm. a com, you know, what it might be, uh, kids or or your job. But sometimes, like getting to know that person, getting to know who they are. It's knowing that they're having a bad day, or you can tell something's bothering them. You, you, you can be honest enough and not not know that you're going to offend them by asking them. Is everything all right? And sitting down, and all right, there's not necessarily humour in everything. You know, like with Lenny's interview, we've done no funny stuff, and some some interviews we we put some funny stuff in. There's a time and a place, mm-hmm. and sometimes a sense of humour or things posted on social media or 
the power of association where you may be tagged in something can do a lot of damage and at the same time it can do a lot of good and it goes back to knowing you know familiarity breeds contempt that's one of those you know another saying <laughs> but it's down to you it's down to your own like measuring stick how how do you evaluate your friendships how do you appreciate your friendships and what do you give back i i, I, I kind of hope that this impromptu episode has made sense to folks mate because i know we've jumped about quite a bit and we've talked about some random kind of things but i think if i was going to say what what my message for this particular impromptu episode is i would say that it's um just look after your friends value your friendship and if you're feeling down get in touch with them. A real friend will be there for you. And sound, this sounds like one of those cheesy kind of commercials, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? But, you know, I'm 47, like I said. The older I get, the more I feel that I'm able to open up and express exactly how I'm feeling. You know, put aside all this macho rubbish about, you know, men shouldn't express them. I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I certainly do with you. Uh, there's you, me and Alan. We have like a, a three, three sort of person Skype video chats, which we need to do again soon just to keep it yeah. touch. And we have a proper get it off your chest session. And that's what friends should be able to do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And we, you know, F and blind and all this kind of stuff, don't we? But it does us good and we always end up laughing. So friends are massively important in this whole industry. Yeah. People still think it's weird that we room together. I know. You know, I know whenever, yeah. whenever we go anywhere, because we, we just enjoy the time, you know, because I say we don't live that far apart, but because of commitments, we, we're not kind of, I'm not going to sound top of each other because that sounds really wrong, <laughs> but we're not, we're not kind of in each other's lives all day, every day. Mm. So when we do get to go travel away, like we do, we, we room together, we spend that time. And particularly with the podcast now, it's useful because we chat about a lot of things. Mm. Um, but it, that's, that's, it's I funny. That's, that works for us. Yeah, we have, we, have, we have a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It can be, you know, you travel abroad and stuff like that. I'm not precious. I don't want to be having my own little... I mean, blooming hell, when you go to um, teach at Adobe Max, I mean, what the room's like they give in a hotel. Well, it's not a room, is it? It's a suite. I don't want to be just like shouting and talking to myself in that. I want to be sharing that. And yeah. we have such, such good fun doing it. It's just, it's just good. It's memories, isn't it? I don't want to travel all that way and lock myself away into a room and I want to enjoy it. It's important. That we're, and we just have fun kind of like, you know, the end of the night kind of lights goes off and there's always just jokey stuff. It's just, you know, yeah. I don't care how old Even I am. I'm 47. Other... I'm acting my shoe size, <laughs> not my age. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the evening will never just go quiet. It, it'll always end in a fart or, <laughs> or something. <laughs> but <laughs> we, before we finish, it just I, I just want to mention one serious thing at the end of this because this is something that we've been doing at work at the moment is we've... Um, we had we've got built a relationship with another business so the, the company i work for astute graphics we've just done a thing with a company called design cuts and it was a bundle and it was to go out of resources and uh astute graphics were going to make some money out of it and what we decided to do was not make money out of it but we decided to donate the money to a charity and it came about that the the charity that was most forefront was a, a charity called Mind, oh, right. which is about mental health. Yeah. And we've decided to donate all the proceeds from this relationship to to Mind for the mental health because I've noticed more on social media and a lot on Instagram stories. There's a lot of people talking about, like Lenny's done, being quite open about. Look, I've struggled today. I've had a bad day. It's not to say you know, like my life's going down the drain. But I've had a bad day. This happened. This is how I feel. And it goes back to like we said at the beginning is you can be very alone in this industry. 
if that's how you want to make it and by no fault of your own you can be very alone so without sounding oh, no, sappy no, is sorry mate just putting it because if i don't say it, i'll forget it it's kind of making me think now what what lenny did and what you're saying more people are doing and i am i am noticing it a bit as well is that people are opening up for the right yeah. reasons on social media because it is when you're doing this kind of work you know you're sat in front of a computer a lot of times and you're in your own little cocoon and that's it uh, and opening up on social media is like you know you're kind of reaching out to folks this is a very very different thing to what you can also see on social media which i absolutely detest on social media is when people post something like that's it never again yeah Ex- why always me why me expecting people to go what's up hun and all that kind of stuff that's a completely different use of social media that's just them yeah. wanting to have their ego fed whereas what lenny did and what more people are doing now and it all relates back to this kind of the mind thing and kind of it, it, taking the burden off, sharing it. And that's that's yeah. the good thing about social media. Yeah, there'll, there'll always be the idiots who come back and say, what are you posting this for? Well, pull yourself together. But in there, there'll be some true friends, some true, you know, real nuggets that will come back and say, yeah, don't worry. I'm really glad you shared that. You've actually helped me as well now by sharing that rather than saying, oh, what a bad day I've had, dot, dot, dot. That doesn't help anybody. Yeah. No, no, no one can resolve that. So I think, yeah, to sum it up, um, I think where we started is friendships do require work and communication Mm -hmm. and trust. Uh, It's it's not just as easy as adding, like, add a friend on Facebook and expecting the world to be rosy. Sometimes you just got to build and build and build. And it's a complicated industry. It's a complicated thing, friendship. But we found firsthand as we've just spoken about the last 45 minutes is we've shared experiences that we've had and you might have had the same experiences um and if you just want to message us about this if you want to tell us any like kind of horror stories or good news stories feel free to go on the website and share them because you know this is what we're in this industry for it's not all about us Mm. you know we're broadcasting to people around you know thousands of people hundreds of countries there's people who don't know who we are um and we appreciate that and we hope that what we talk about resonates or helps Mm. and uh so look after your friends yeah yeah (laughs) definitely definitely good idea i'm glad we talked about this uh we've not had a chat like this for a a good while for the well we have together but we haven't recorded one um so yeah i think this was a good one to get out there mate friend yes buddy (laughs) (laughs) yes co-host all right so anyway thanks for listening we hope you've stuck with us for the past 50 minutes to an hour uh say we appreciate our sponsors westcott and jp distribution and everyone who listens and leaves a review on itunes we appreciate that if ever you want to know anything about us or want us to cover a topic in the podcast leave a message on our social media or on our website. You can email us directly. We're at podcast at he shoots, he Um, You know, we're not here just for ourselves. We're here to, to kind of get something across that might help you get through your day. If it just feels an hour. Cool. So uh, for me, thanks for listening. And for me, I'm now going to go and leave on a high note. I'm going to have a cup of photog coffee. Oh, you professional. Smooth. Strong. Hot. 
Photog Coffee is the filter coffee choice of photographers that for some reason feel the need to let everyone know when they're having a cup. Made from the rare full-frame bean harvested off the tropical island of Potentia and infused with cliché, Photog Coffee is for the photographer with little else to post about, but wants to sound busy and professional. Photog Coffee. It's just a drink.